Well, greetings. We're just warming this thing up. Testing one, two, three. Hey, Chipload is here. Hey, man. Nice to see you here. I don't think I've seen you on the YouTube side. Uh oh. I gotta kill my my audio here. There we go. <laughs> so I just have a hey Kevin, welcome aboard. I guess we're getting there. So I'm just getting used to my new layout here, a new uh, new control panel here. I, I'm able to do much more with just the uh, just the YouTube. Hey, Brian, welcome aboard. Well, I guess uh, I guess we're here, top of the hour. Let's turn off the standby. We're live. Hello, <laughs> how are you? It's uh, one o'clock on the East Coast, and uh, my son came in earlier. He looked at the graphics I had up, and he says, "How come you say?" 1300 ET and not EST and I said because I can never remember if it's EST or EDT so I just leave it and that's that's the truth that's what I do so uh, that was pretty funny anyway welcome aboard everyone I have a, I have a couple of uh, uh, cool things to show you so this is the first YouTube only uh, PFG Live that we've done and because of that we're able to do some cool things and one of the cool things that I want to show you that we're going to do like right now is that so so the chat the chat ding, the chat will appear live on the screen for your own amusement and uh, I know that the video gets saved with the chat that's cool but we're playing around here so uh, the, the, the chat is right there uh, that's one of the things we can't do on Instagram and if I did it and didn't have it on Instagram people would uh... hey CJ welcome aboard uncomfortable unconformable I think you have a typo dude you have a typo you... <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah Brian nice to see you good I think we're all here that was interesting so happy Sunday morning it is December 4th and uh, it started getting cold out so the heat's on you might hear it blowing in the background and this place is uh, is warming up so what do you got? What have you guys been up to? Are you working today, or are you uh, drinking hot hot cocoa? Hey, there's Carl. Welcome aboard, Carl. Thank you for joining. The topic of the day. Uh, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about temperature, uh, in particular the temperature observations that I've done on the grinder which are pretty interesting and they and there's a punchline that I didn't expect which we'll get to unconformable <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, Chris, Chris is here. Chris says, I can't play bass. Moved my speakers and my woofer is NFG. That's all right, buddy. Uh, we're not going to get you in trouble. Oh, DJ Berg is working on airfoils in Fusion 360. That's pretty cool. You know, uh, you could probably run some simulations in Fusion. What do you think? I know you could do uh, airflow type simulations, but I don't know if you'll get any like useful airfoil information out of it. But that would be really cool. So my morning was finishing up 4-inch stones. Uh, if you've been following along on Instagram, 4-inch uh, stones were back-ordered. Like for several weeks. And can you guess what the most popular PFG stone is in my arsenal? You would be correct. It's the 4-inch stones. So I was getting very nervous. Uh, my inventory was sitting at zero for, for weeks. So we finally got them in. Uh, they over-delivered. So I, we got to sort out a problem with the ordering. But basically I got lots of them. And uh, just finished up um, uh, four, yeah, eight sets of four-inch stones, and they came out gorgeous. So we're gonna get these shipped on Monday. Oh, neat, DJ Berg. Well, I, you see, here's one of the weird things. I don't really have to say. I don't have to repeat what you put in chat anymore. That was a throwback to Instagram. Because on Instagram, you didn't get any information on the on what's going on in chat. So if somebody put something on in chat, I have to repeat it. Because then when you save the video, all of that was lost. Now it's it's kept. So DJ is working them into dies that we roll shapes with. That's pretty neato. Cool. Anyway, welcome aboard. Um, my last week was spent moving my mom from uh, New Jersey up to Massachusetts. And she's got some really nice new digs. Really nice. And we went down to New Jersey. My, my sister went down, I think, two weeks ago and started packing my mom up. We packed 167 boxes. So uh, what I've spent the last week doing is <laughs> moving around 167 boxes. It has been uh, totally out of control. Um, but I'm happy to report that mom is installed and functional. The, play the apartment is looking good. Still a lot of unpacking to do. Yes, uh, mom is going to be 50, between 50 minutes and one hour away, depending on traffic. Uh, and I'm very happy about that. Because previously it was six hours away, and that was problematic. Hey, Bart, Bart's here. Welcome aboard, Bart. Yeah, 167 boxes, bud. Uh, question. In turning and milling, most of the spindle power goes to heating the chips. 
Do you think this is true of grinding as well? I'm not sure I agree with that, first of all. You, I don't, Your Honor, I object to the premise of the question. So the premise of the question is when you cut something, the heat goes out with the chip. I'm going to call bullshit on that. I know we hear that a lot. It, you know, you, you're generating heat when you're ripping the material apart. And that heat has two places to go. It can go into the, into the work or into the chip. If you make teeny weeny chips, you don't have a lot of heat going into the chip because of the mass of the chip. If you have great big honking chips, that's where I think the phrase came from, you know, if you get your cut right, most of the heat goes into the chips. You see, they're turning blue. Well, they're turning blue because they have, they have more mass. Uh, no, they're turning blue because they get hotter. So I, I think there's something to it. Um, my solution, of course, is lots of coolant. <laughs> and don't let the work get too hot. Um, DJ Berg says it depends on the insert design. I think it depends on the chip you're taking. Uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. I, I could see a... a a larger chip has a larger thermal cross-section or a larger, say, say it a different way, a larger cross-section for thermal flux. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I do think that in, in milling, if you take too small of a cut, you're not taking uh, heat is not leaving with the chip uh for sure and of course if you take a really too small cut in milling you end up rubbing and that's that's no good that's a good question um i like it hey paul's here welcome aboard uh, welcome aboard paul nice to see you still no andy where's andy andy he's not behind he's not back there See, now I can see how many people are, are uh, viewing. We have 11 people live. Isn't that cool? Oh, Bart is working on an Instagram series about lathe cutting forces and heat. I will be very, very eager to see that. That will be very cool. See what I did there? It'd be very cool. Well, uh, I'm glad you bring up thermal stuff today because... That was part of uh, my experiments this past week, as small as they were. I did, I did set up some thermocouples and started doing some measurements, gross measurements, uh, on the grinder. And the reason is that Adam Demuth, our good friend and uh, wonderful toolmaker, has... Uh, has been using a uh, aquarium heater on his coolant tank to keep his coolant up to room temperature so that the coolant doesn't uh, drag the temperature of the work down. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, CJ says it's very cool, and Bart says, no, it's very hot. That's excellent. So what I did, if you, if you followed me on Instagram, you saw that I added uh, two thermocouples 
taped to one tape to the base of the grinder, one tape to the column of the grinder, and then a third thermocouple uh, on a long probe sticking into my coolant tank. And I kind of watched what was going on. And I, I, I did start taking real data and writing in my notebook uh, today. So I'll have some real graphs. because <laughs> I got some grief because I didn't have graphs and arrows and lines and numbers and, and stuff. So uh, what I learned was quite interesting. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I got a couple of other things to talk about. Chris, Chris is here, right? The Chris gauges are still awaiting woo, lasering. So we're going to laser. This is my setup piece. Let me show you a live actual Chris gauge, which is hiding here. So there's a, there's a real Chris gauge all finished. It came out really nice. So we're going to engrave some nomenclature on here for Chris. And then we're going to get these delivered. Uh, but Chris has to work with me. Work with me here, buddy. You got to work with me and, and get the uh, artwork sorted out. And then we're going to use the setup piece to, to figure out our laser settings. Although I think I know that the laser settings are are ready to go so we will uh, we will try that so that's a project that's underway uh it's not finished until it's shipped okay and the shipping department is right there so chris we got to talk um so i talked about the youtube switchover let me talk a little more a little more about the uh, youtube switchover so one of the reasons i wanted to go to youtube only was so we could do a lot cooler things and we're getting we were getting hamstrung by the uh, instagram capabilities so one of the things we could do is have guests and we could have you know demos with other camera views and things like that for example if i hit this here button we have a new <laughs> they, they call this scenes a new scene and what i'm doing here is i'm importing uh right right there I'm importing uh, this video from my camera feed that I use to keep track of my 3d printers just as an example uh, so we could have a screen here where we're showing a process or we could have two guests over here right we could have we could have three guests or, or whatever and I think it's going to be really useful for trans transmitting information and uh, helping, helping spread the, uh, the edumacation. So I'm pretty excited about that. Happy to be on YouTube only. Uh, this is OBS. No, you're, you're, you're soaking in it. Uh, this is OBS. So OBS is the software, and then it streams to YouTube, and it goes out on YouTube. You just can't do that with Instagram. Instagram will not accept any input except from your phone. So all of the, everything we've done streaming on Instagram live has been done from this iPhone. Uh, now, but, but everything you've seen streaming from here on YouTube has been through OBS, which is exactly what's happening right now. Except we could never use the cool, I didn't want to use the cool features 
although I think we did once or twice maybe, I didn't want to use the cool features and leave everybody on Instagram hanging. So today, this was it. We made the break. I'm happy. Uh, I think we don't look back and we keep going. So one of the upcoming uh, lives I want to put together is with a couple of guests. So we can take live questions and, and talk about it. And I'll leave it to your imagination as to which guests I'm going to have on first. But um, I'm going to have to get them scheduled. So this is just a little demo of, of the power of OBS and our ability to, to do some really cool stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, we'll still be on Instagram. I'll still be posting regular Instagram posts. We just won't be doing the lives, uh, except for maybe random lives. Nope, uh, <clears throat> we're just using more of the power. We're just using, uh, we're just using the force, Luke. So uh, it's interesting. I'm getting, let me go back to the main presentation here see if this is, uh, yeah. So when I, when I went to the, the very fancy presentation, for you nerds, okay, uh, when I went to the very fancy presentation, I started getting warnings about the processing, and that's a function, I believe, of the computer. Okay, I will, Carl says, please continue to read chat posts to make it easier for people watching the video to follow. Happy to do that. It's sort of become normal. Uh, so uh, we'll do it. Anyway, I'm very excited about this. This is looking good. Uh, I'm, I'm eager to see what, that, what the rendered video looks like with all of our fancy uh, changes. The other thing I'm, I'm able to do is I'm able to record this video locally. So I'm doing both. Uh, and that makes me happy from a redundancy standpoint. So DJ Berg says he finds it easiest to watch on one screen and chat through his phone. That's awesome. See that? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't have that capability before, so I'm pretty excited about it. And we will continue, we will continue to uh, innovate as much as we can. Uh, and put cameras in places that they weren't previously. Don't read too much into that. So that's the YouTube switchover. Uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be a win, and I'm happy about it. So what did we learn uh, on thermal instrumentation on the grinder? So this was triggered by it getting cold, because it got cold. And then my heater started coming on. And uh, I have a forced hot air. Um, <laughs> DJ says, chat through his phone while procrastinating doing what I was doing. Yeah, I know. So I have a big, uh, the, the, the generic term of art is a Modine, right? Because that's a brand. But I have a, a, a forced hot air propane uh, fired heater up in the corner. Uh, and it blows this way across the shop. And if, if I turn it on a couple hours before I come down, things start warming up. So in my mind, I pictured that the grinder and its, its casting, the base and the column and all the cast iron, was a pretty big thermal mass. And I further thought that um, if I pumped my coolant over my f uh, uh, 
Magchuck turned up to PFG, okay, Maxon, that the chuck would warm up a little bit, which it does, and the coolant is going over the now warming machine and, and that the coolant would come up to speed. Here's what I learned that was very surprising. The coolant itself, the 30 gallons, it might be a little more than that, but the 30 gallons of coolant is the largest thermal mass in the system. The casting of the grinder came up to temperature along with the room temperature way faster than I expected. Chris says, Modine heaters are made in Missouri. I've serviced their factory. Today's worthless information. Thank you, Chris. Actually, it, this is not a Modine, just full disclosure. And Chris, you'll know who this is. I'm wrong. Oh, my God. It is a Modine. It says hot dog, which is the style or the, the, the unit name, by Modine. It's a, I, I'm now reading my label. Ah, it is a Modine. It's an original. Thank you, Chris. So this is a real Modine. Danny Bradley says, I was made in Missouri, too. <laughs> we don't want to know about the manufacturing process. Okay, that might be proprietary. Anyway, so the, the, the heater is a hot, hot air. The other thing I learned that was really interesting is as the room warmed up and I took my laser thermometer and I started measuring the floor surface, I fully expected the floor to be cold. Hey, Kabok, welcome aboard. And the floor was way warmer than I thought. It was over 60. So the room, you know, the thermostat set to 68 or 69, depending how I'm feeling. And as the room came up to temperature, the floor came up to temperature. I'm like, that's weird, because it it's a pretty thick floor uh, based on observations of, of machines moving. It's solid as a rock. Nothing moved. So that was a surprise which might mean I can't believe there's any insulation under the floor but anyway the coolant was the hardest thing to change temperature with or of yeah so DJ Berg says it's a hundred percent evaporation season so much so much water dissipation with the temperature variance versus ambient so I do see a lot of evaporation from the coolant tank and I am frequently replenishing with water and not needing coolant. So I know that there's evaporation happening. But I'll tell you, getting the 30 gallons of coolant up to temperature is the, is the slowest, hardest thing in the process. So then I got to thinking about what Adam Demuth said about you know, doing his precision work. And so he started using an aquarium, a cheap aquarium heater, just to keep it at room temperature. Now I understand. Uh, so I'm not going to worry about the grinder itself, but I'm, I want the coolant to be at room temperature. So I ordered a, uh, an oil pan heater, magnetic oil pan heater or block heater and a control off of Amazon. And if you guys want, I'll put the, I'll be, I'll put the, uh, Carl says you're in New Hampshire. The floor is insulated. I, maybe. I, I if 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 that's true you you it's not surprising 
if, if that were true. I know when I built my shop in, in the next town over, I did some serious insulating, uh, but I was also radiant heating, so I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never drilled an exploratory hole in this floor. Oh, DJ Berg suggests a water trough heater for livestock. That's interesting. Well, so what's coming, what's been ordered off of Amazon uh, is, a, is a mag heater and uh, drill for truth, Adam says. <laughs> Welcome, Adam. <laughs> I will probably drill at some point and, and we'll all be surprised. Uh, I ordered a mag heater. Okay, it's going to go on the side of the coolant tank at the center, okay? And it has a thermal uh, uh, a controller. The combination of costs for those two things was $98. So it's, it wasn't a lot of money. Did you get condensation when you turn on heaters? No. I do not get condensation. So the propane burner intake and exhaust are both outside so there's no moisture being formed from the combustion um, I have no issues with condensation in here knock on wood it's been uh, pretty cool yeah Adam I guess I conjured you up uh, <laughs> glad you're here and uh, thank you for joining. I, and I just realized this might be the first time you've been on the, on the YouTube side. So that's, uh, that's awesome. So I'm very excited about my heater and controller coming from Amazon. It'll be here this week and we'll fire it up and I'll set it to 68 degrees and I'll just leave it. And we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, the grinder itself surprisingly uh, came up to temperature pretty quickly. So... I, I totally opposite of what I expected. So there you go. Take that for what it's worth. Um, so I started, I, while I was doing the stones this morning, I was doing the uh, sides of the stones, uh, I took data. And I, I, I will plot the data and we'll look at it. My right shoulder, my right, right. Yeah, right shoulder. Yeah, right here is a fan. So the, heat, the heater blows this way, okay? And then sitting on top of my VMC, I have a fan blowing this way. And then right there, right, right, hang on, I'll find my finger. Right here are two welding curtains hanging between the, the lathe area and the grinding area. And the top curtain is on the grinder side so that fan kind of blows the air through that curtain like that it kind of pushes that out of the way so we get pretty good mixing of of air in here what is a mag heater can you describe more i just want to see what it looks like um yes a mag heater i'll tell you what it looks like and if i was a little faster with my fingers here i could actually bring up the, the web page for you but i don't think i'm going to do that it looks like a block, okay, about that big, and it's got a handle on it and a, and a cord coming out of it, and that's it. And it's, it's a 200-watt heater with a magnet, 
and it's meant to go on an oil pan. You slam it on an oil pan and you plug in. It keeps your, keeps your engine block uh, warm. And it's really boring to look at. And then uh, there's a, a temperature controller, which is just uh, got a pigtail with some outlets on it, and it will and a thermocouple, and it will control temperature of anything. So the combination of those two is the whole system. So that mag heater is going to go plunk on the side of the of the coolant tank. Um, you may okay. So I, the other thing I did is I started wrapping some insulation around the bottom of the coolant tank. I did a first cut, we'll do more. But that combination will be operational before the next live. Um, and I will show, uh, I'll put pictures up on, uh, on Instagram. Um, so yeah, if I, again, I could bring up, I could probably do it right here. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> let, me, let me get a couple hours under my belt with this new system and then we'll, we'll do fancy things like go browsing live. But uh, like I said, the combination of those two things was a $98 order, which I thought was qualified as cheap. Now, <clears throat> so Adam did an aquarium heater, and I'm doing an oil block heater uh, or an oil plant heater. Yep, you found them. And, and the, the uh, controller, I don't remember the brand name. I think it has a maybe do a sealed system to keep the water from evaporating. It's not evaporating fast enough to make me want to change anything. So I, I, I could. Yeah, 200 watts might not be enough. We'll find out. All it's got to do is come up to 68 degrees. That's all I want. And that's about 15 degrees Fahrenheit rise over ambient. Yes, we'll take. Like I said, I'm willing to fail for 98 bucks. I'm I'm happy to fail, and uh, I think the controller is good to. Well, I don't remember, but it, it it was ample to handle the 200 watts. The other thing I I observed on the coolant is that it's not that the coolant doesn't warm up, because it does. It just warms up real slowly. Let me grab my notebook. I'll be right back. So this morning, the, the heat was already on in the shop um, for about a half hour. So the, the, the heat was on it for about a half an hour. At 8.42, uh, the coolant temperature was 55 Fahrenheit. The column and the base was 57 Fahrenheit. So the, the column and base of the grinder were already warming up because of the uh, warm air circulating. Okay. Um, about a little more than an hour later, uh, after warm-up had, had completed, I just did the warm-up cycle, no coolant pumping, the coolant was unsurprisingly still at 55, and the column and the base of the grinder came up to 61. And interestingly, they were the same number. The column and the base, those two thermocouples were the same. Um, and then I started grinding. So at, at, 
at 11 minutes after 10 o'clock, 62 and 63 for the grinder, and then it started coming up. So at 12.19, which is when I finished grinding and started getting some lunch and getting ready for this live, the grinder was up to 67 degrees, which was almost room temperature, and the coolant was still only 60 degrees. So it was coming up, but it was coming up very slowly. So if I could just get a jump on it, um, I, I'll be very happy. We'll see what happens. Yes, I shut down the, the, the shop heat every night. Uh, I shouldn't say that. There's a minimum temperature, which I believe is 50, 50 degrees. I think I have it set to 50 degrees. So the shop will stay at 50 degrees. It, pull, it pulls back, uh, but it doesn't pull back all the way. I, I wonder if I could look that up on my phone here. We use Nest thermostats uh, for our thermostats. And our schedule, yep, I was correct, is 50 degrees, five zero degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and if somebody can convert that to um, Celsius, for our other friends. Uh, so really it's only coming up for uh, 19 degrees when I fire up the shop. So that helps a little bit. So I will report if that's a good solution, man, that was, it'll be cheap and easy. I can't wait, can't wait to see it. And it'll help when we're chasing tenths, right? What, the overnight? K-Bonk says might want to bump that up a bit. Yeah, the problem is if I'm not in the shop, it's throwing money out the window. So there's a balance. And, and really the coolant tank is the only thing in the shop that I'm really worried about. So we'll see what happens. Or if I get real smart, well, no. See, let me take that back. The other day, I think it was Friday morning, I woke up really early, couldn't sleep. So I immediately fired up the, the, the shop temperature. So it was, up for, it was up for two or three hours before I was really down here. And man, that coolant tank, that 30 gallons, it does not want to move. So uh, that's the focus. All right. So that that's the story. Let's see if I if I uh Oh, one other thing. So we started to use for lighting control in the house. We started to use the Lutron Cassetta system. And they have what they call an outdoor controllable outlet. It's a weatherproof control box and it's meant for lights and Christmas lights and stuff like that. Yeah, Carl says, it's cheaper to heat the coolant than the shop. That is absolutely, absolutely true. So this Cassetta system will give us, give me wireless control. And what I can do is I could put that on the heater um, and turn it on and off if I want. Might not want, I might just leave it. But I ordered uh, a couple of those also to play with. So we'll see what happens. 
So I think that's that's most of what I had to to uh, throw out on the floor today. Um, Adam says, I turned my heater off for a web chat on Friday. Just remembered this morning when the shop felt a bit chilly. It was down four degrees over the weekend, right? The trick is to jam as much cast iron into the smallest space possible. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Adam, I don't know anybody who's jammed as much cast iron into the space you have. In fact, you, you got to be careful. You might trigger a black hole event. Ah, almost machining. Sorry to wake you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for joining. That's really funny. Yeah, if you guys have not seen, I, everybody here has seen pictures of Adam's uh, shop, but I, it's like, you know, the, uh, the, the nuclear uh, weak force may start taking over and pulling your machines together. You've got to be careful. That's very funny. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, you could, actually, you could actually walk between my toolbox and my lathe. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> so what else? So what are the topics that you guys have that we could talk about and uh, macerate while we're here today? Oh, and just as a commercial, uh, we'll have, at the end of today, we'll have everything in stock. Oh, that's not true. We'll have everything but one size of PFG stones in stock. The uh, last of the four-inch rounds went out. I've got to make some more of those, which I might do today. <laughs> Almost Machining says his VFD heats his VFDs. Yeah. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> K-Box says an electric blanket cozy might be a new PFG product. Yeah. To hell with the machinist. Just keep the machine warm. How does the volume heat capacity of cast iron compared with water i don't know but by observation water has it over cast iron that's my prediction but we could look it up coolant tank diaper well that's what i made i made a coolant tank diaper i didn't call it a diaper i think i called it a, a, a in one instance i called it a bikini in another instance i called it a no i think i called it a bikini <laughs> we'll find out and I'm just using that, um, that bubble wrap insulation with the foil because I have, I have some rolls of it up there, mostly because we use that to make antennas uh, in, in uh, some courses I teach. Brian asks, your recommendation for wheel type grit hardness for grinding high-speed steel lathe tool bits is this on the surface grinder brian or is this by hand sixty ticket recorder says running an okamoto 2040 right at this moment we use an aquarium heater outstanding on the surface grinder okay so um, the answer to your question Sorry, I'm having a bit of a cramp. So, 
So uh, high speed high speed tool grinding on the uh, on the surface grinder. I don't think I would have any problem using my the standard setup 46 grit wheel. Um, if you wanted to get crazy with finish, you can go up to a, a 60 or 100 grit uh, for finishing. But you also might want to consider roughing on, you know, roughing by hand and then throwing it on the grinder. I think that I would go, if it was me, the finishes that I've seen, that I've, that I've been getting off of the um, off of the uh, uh, 46 grit wheel have been outstanding and plenty good for for that so I would go with a standard 46 grit wheel uh, also uh, the white wheel the the 38 a somebody correct me if I'm wrong um, the white wheel will run nice and cool for doing a lathe bit so I would do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> K-Bonk says, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, like, all the things. That's funny. Paul says, I have several 26-inch, 26-inch, 1,000-watt cartridge heaters that you won in an auction made by Hot Watt. Seems to be interesting option for something like this. So uh, that's an interesting thing. Are they are they rated for submersion? That would be a question because just because it's a cartridge heater, I'm not sure it's rated for submersion. No, the 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 coolant over like overnight, it, the coolant is just going to be sitting in the tank. Uh, oh. Uh, one correction to that. I do have a bubbler in the tank. So I have a bubbler in the tank that I'm using to aerate the coolant. And at the same time, we'll have the heater on it. And uh, my friend Adam, <laughs> one of my collection of Adams, uh, uh, MHM machining, he suggested that the uh, bubbler will also help you know, thermally just mix the, the mass of the coolant. So we'll see what happens. So my setup will be, by the, end of, by the end of this week, my setup will be the heater on the side, the bubbler inside, and some insulation around the, around the tank. And we will have some observations for you next time we, uh, we meet. Yeah, thermals, man. Who'd have thought it would be this interesting? Yeah, uh, Paul says, not sure about submersion. We'll try to read up about that on their site. Of course, you know, we're, we're hackers. Uh, if they're not rated for submersion, we'll make them rated for submersion. But uh, definitely, definitely check that out. That's a, that's a good idea. Let's check if my 3D print is still running. Yes, it is. So when I come out to the shop to work, I have a spreadsheet that tells me what to do. And it said I needed more six-inch trays and more four-inch uh, mini trays. So I don't ask questions. I do what this spreadsheet tells me to do. There you go. 
Anyway, I'm pretty excited about getting the thermal uh, situation sorted out. Now, over here on the, on the uh, VMC side of things, I have 42 gallons of coolant, but I don't care. I mean, it, it, I'm not worried about that thermal mass. I'm just worried about it grinding. And I'm not going to do anything about heating that. So we shall see what happens. Cool. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, that time of, uh, of the broadcast to ask you guys what you're working on. What are you working on today? I know Adam's working because Adam is breathing. So Adam is, <laughs> is in the shop making amazing things. Almost Machining says... No, I don't plan on uh, piping the coolant all over the cast. Um, I just want the coolant to roughly match what's going on upstairs in the grinder. So the grinder seems to come up to temperature not, not super fast, but a lot faster than, than the, uh, the coolant. I mean, the, the grinder itself went from 57... To 67 it came up 10 degrees in that um couple hours right a few hours and the coolant came up five degrees so the thermal mass is all in the coolant all i really want to do is get get this number to roughly match these numbers and i'm not looking for tenths of a degree Yeah, I agree, Paul. You could probably hack it. Adam is making Eroa pallets. That's very exciting. Are you going to get a Are you going to get an Eroa pallet changer in your in your shop? Because I want to see where you're going to fit after you put an Eroa pallet changer in your shop. Yeah, so uh, I can put. Let me take that as homework. I will put the bubbler. The heater and the control, uh, I will put links in the description of this video uh, for, for what I'm using. But it was very inexpensive. Uh, the only thing I don't have a, an order number for is the little air pump because I already had one. Chris is revamping a corner of your shop. Well, I look forward to seeing your progress, man. Almost says, just avoid a race condition. That would be scary. Bart is not in the shop today. What are you doing? But yesterday, try to get a deep square hole with a sinker EDM. It's challenging to keep the corners sharp. Yes. I'm looking forward to Where's Ox Tools? Would somebody get Ox Tools on the phone? And uh, we want to see some uh, EDM action. I'm going to have to ping him. Adam says, for now, I am the pallet changer. I am the pallet changer. I'm going to get that for you on a t-shirt. On the pallet changer. I am the pallet changer. Hey, Tuck. Welcome aboard, man. Were you, were you hanging in the wings? What were you doing? You, you're late, dude. 
All right, so uh, you guys are doing great things. I appreciate you. I'm happy to get these uh, stones done today so I can get orders out. Oh, Tom was well the other night. We didn't talk about the EDM. I hope, it's, I hope the EDM is going okay because uh, I could imagine that he might have some serious frustrations if, if that thing is not uh, doing its thing. Oh, yeah. So Tuck is moving the shop around to fit your new CNC. Hey, Tuck, remind us what, what the CNC you just got is. K-Bonk is enjoying three things. Sauerkraut, pickled radishes, and pressing in pins. Do not press the radishes in the holes. Yes, we want to hear about your new machine there, uh, Tuck. By the way, Tuck was the first guest on the live because, oh, Tuck got a Fidel 15 X-Ray Tango. Congratulations, buddy. Can't wait to see some videos. Pretty neat. So uh, Tuck was a guest. If you go back and you find the PFG Live where Tuck was there, this was reporting after, uh, after the trade show named... You know the name from Chicago. Uh, Tuck was a guest, uh, but he had Instagram Live going. We had a guest on Instagram Live, and then we had him on on YouTube. So he was the first time we, we tested that system, and it was awesome. 60 Ticket Recorder says, I'm surface grinding Stellite and also running a Makino U6 heat edm today nice where are you located 60 ticket can i call you 60 how's the audio by the way has the audio been solid we're just using the this is the same audio as before the only thing, we, we have everything shut down except for a little bit of uh, uh, spindle action on the machine, on the grinder. Brian says he had a Fidel 15 X-Ray Tango. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be tight in the shop, but, you know... It's a, it's, a, it's a CNC machine. You don't need room for the operator. You just need room for the machine. Thank you, DJ. Portsmouth. Okay, so now... <laughs> do you know how many Portsmouths I know? Are, are you in my Portsmouth? Are you, like, right down the street? Thank you, K-Bonk. So I'll tell you a funny I'll tell you a funny story about Portsmouth. But you have to answer my question first, which you have to put a state on that. So uh some of you may know that I used to fly gliders. And uh one of the things we did in gliders is we got we earned badges with the uh FAI, the uh international 
uh, Aviation Federation, except in French, it's FAI. And one of the things you had to do is fly a 300 kilometer triangle. Okay. <laughs> so my buddy, actually it's not Portsmouth, it's a different, a different town, but you'll get the, you'll get the humor. So my buddy uh, came up with a 300 kilometer triangle and you know, they had certain requirements for the angles and stuff. And it was uh, out of Plymouth, Massachusetts which is also where I took my test. So his 300-kilometer triangle was Plymouth, Plymouth, Plymouth. <laughs> and it was a legal 300-kilometer FAI triangle. And it was Plymouth, Massachusetts, Plymouth, Vermont, and Plymouth, New Hampshire. And just, you know, for your edification, that is a legal 300-kilometer FAI glider triangle. So... Plymouth, Plymouth, Plymouth. I bet you we can come up with a Portsmouth, Portsmouth, Portsmouth. That's pretty funny. Well, welcome, neighbor. Nice to, uh, nice to make your acquaintance. How are we doing on time? We've got eight minutes before the top of the hour. I am, I am so relieved that all the tech works today that um, I don't have much else to, to share with you. Let me... Nothing much else happened this week except boxes, 167 of them. I know I mentioned that already. And uh, because my mom might be watching, it was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. I even threw out a box. Look, look right there. How does that work? Boop. I emptied a box myself, and I'm about to throw it out. Well, uh... In the absence of further data here, I'm going to say have a nice day and um, spend some time with your family. I hope you guys have plans for this magnificent weekend. I do. I'm getting ready for the painters to show up. So we have some painting going on. Oh, almost uh, has a question for the, for the crew. Who is selling Canode Blue? I can't keep mixing trash and aqua wash doesn't wash once something's stained. K-Bonk, take care, man. Uh, so if anybody has a lead on Canode Blue, please let Almost Machining know. By the way, Almost, I do have an account with um, Dapra. So I can order you some if you need to. Take care, Kevin. DJ, have fun. Carl, we'll check you later. Somebody find almost some Canode Blue, please. All right, guys, be safe in the shop. See you, Tuck. Thanks for being here. Successful termination of our first YouTube-only uh, PFG Live. We will continue down this path. Now I'm excited that everybody showed up. If nobody showed up, I would have been a little, a little concerned. Take care, chip load. Have a good one. And with that, happy Sunday, everyone. Take care, Bart. Have fun. Kevin, see you later. Where's Adam? Adam, put down that Aroa palette and just let us know you're okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not killing this thing until I see Adam tell me he's okay. Thanks, almost. You'll be safe, too. Take care, Brian.
Have a fun day. We'll see you next week. Okay, no Adam. Well, Adam, if you're listening and you're up to your elbows in, uh, in oil, we'll catch you next week. Take care, Paul. Have fun. Ciao for now.